You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, and welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us today. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis, and my service dog, Whistle. And we're thrilled to be with you today to talk about working dogs and working animals. That's one of our favorite subjects. And today, it's also one of our guest's favorite subjects. And his name is Wayne Tuttle. And Wayne is here with us today, along with his guide dog, Cosmo. And Wayne has a lot of things to talk with us today. He has a magnitude of experience uh, from working in the corporate world to the nonprofit sector, as well as his expertise in owning and managing two successful online stores. So he's got a lot of things to talk with us about today and to share with us about his experiences with service dogs and guide dogs and, and other types of working dogs. So please, we're going to take a quick, quick break to hear from our sponsors, but please come back and join us as we visit with Wayne Tuttle. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Give your dog some thought with Dog Thoughts. It's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about. What do you think of this? A man in Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims it can read your dog's mind. No, it's true. I read about it on my cat's Twitter page. That's fine. Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. On your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Silvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. Teacherspetsessions.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. 
Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From speed drawing and mushing to racing, agility, and competition. This is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs at Pet Life Radio. I'd like to welcome our guest today, Wayne Tuttle and his guide dog, Cosmo. Hello, Wayne, and welcome to Working Like Dogs. Hi, Marcy. Great to hear from you. Thanks for inviting us on. Well, we're thrilled that you could be with us today. There's so many things for us to talk about. I I guess we should start by telling our listeners how you moved from the corporate world into owning your own service dog business. Well, it's funny you should ask, Marcy. It was uh, something that I've always thought about, but uh, sometimes we're faced with certain situations in our life that uh, we have no control over. And it was uh, rather interesting. I was in the process of starting a business, and uh, lo and behold, the day before my birthday, the uh, company I was working for, uh, for about 12 years, decided that I was no longer needed. So unfortunately, I was faced with unemployment, and I thought, well, what better opportunity to uh, start my own business? So uh, back in 1999, I I started doing uh, consulting business, and I was uh, consulting corporations and uh, teaching them how to hire people with disabilities so they can expand uh, their workforce with other sources of, of people that are more than capable of handling a job. Uh, unfortunately, after a couple of years of doing that, um, the market changed, so uh, corporations either had the, no time uh, to do the training or lack of uh, money. So uh, that we decided to put a, aside and uh, move forward. Uh, some friends of mine, they approached me one day and they said, Wayne, says, uh, why don't you come on board with us and, and start an, an online store? Well, not knowing anything about designing websites or anything like that, uh, I was a little reluctant, but I said, okay, well, let's let's go to this meeting and and see what we can come up with. So uh, quite a few years ago, we decided to start up our first store, which was uh, more of a a country type of store that uh, we offered everything from cigar humidors to uh, pet supplies and that sort of thing, and it just progressively changed over the years and we were finding more and more people were more interested in purchasing um, cat and dog related items so um, we started changing the inventory and uh, after a while we uh, changed ownership Uh, we then relaunched the the business uh, my wife and I of uh, 21 years we reopened the, the store about six years ago, and uh, it's called Two Tuttles, Four Paws. And we have a number of uh, items in, in the store that are rather unique. And it was really funny how we, we relaunched and rebranded this store. Um, my first guide dog, uh, Pacer, 
Um, I retired him after 10 years, and uh, for the last few years, it uh, became more and more apparent that he was struggling with uh, hip dysplasia, and he was quite uncomfortable. So after repeated visits to the veterinarians and, and that sort of thing, it, uh, we had to make a, an agonizing decision uh, to uh, euthanize Pacer. But uh, as you know, having a, a service dog is not like having a pet dog. You're, you're with your service dog 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and uh, it was quite devastating to say the least. Um, but after that, I, we thought, you know, I was wondering if there might be some products out there that, that may have helped Pacer uh, live more comfortable in his last years. And uh, we finally, after doing some research, um, we found a product called the Bottoms Up Leash. And from there, we just started expanding the product line to uh, include more and more unique and unusual products that uh, you can't really find in your, your typical retail store. And um, what was that leash, Wayne? What was it? What made it work for your dog, would have worked for your dog? Well, the, the actual leash itself, it, it, it attaches on, on the back end of, of the dog's legs. And it, it basically takes a lot of the, the weight and the, the stress off the dog. It's not as if you're carrying your dog around with this leash. You're just assisting the dog. So it makes it more comfortable for them. Um, there's less weight on them, especially if they're suffering with hip dysplasia or or any kind of uh, hip problems, uh, this certainly assists the dog uh, to be more comfortable, really. So that's so cool. So you started, from your own experience and expertise, you started finding these products that you thought were would specifically assist people with service dogs or other working dogs. Oh, absolutely. Um, over the years, um, again, we, we started making some significant changes uh, to our website. Uh, we were finding that uh, not a lot of people were purchasing the, the cat-related uh, items. So we started changing it, uh, all dog um, items. And we had just two pages that were dedicated just to service dogs. And it just became more prevalent that, that people were more interested in purchasing service dog supplies. And there's not a lot out there, uh, especially around North America. There's really not a lot of companies out there who have a, a product line for this segment of, of the population. Um, so last October, uh, we opened up our second store, which is uh, servicedoghouse.com, uh, and that is all to do with working dogs. Um, there's so many different service dogs out in our community now. Uh, we listen to our, our customers. If we don't have it in, in our store, um, we'll look to see if we can make it. Uh, we work with a number of manufacturers and individuals all over the United States and Canada, and uh, we put these new products out there because there's, there's an obvious need for them so people could utilize the stuff. About how many products do you have on your website for service dogs at the servicedoghouse.com site? Uh, service Dog House. Uh, com. I, I think we're in excess of 100 products now. Uh, wow. We have 16 different types of vested, uh, vests or jackets. Um, we have 80 plus uh, embroidered patches, um, all kinds of rather 
unusual things that'll help you identify your service dog. That's great. And how do you find the products? Tina, she's uh, mostly in charge of doing the research. Um, we basically take turns uh, looking at different places where we can purchase these items, um, talking to individuals, uh, private individuals who may have a, a business on the side, and just talk with them, um, see if they can develop a certain product. I just got off the telephone a few minutes ago with uh, a lady out in Alberta. Uh, she has a, a website where she sells a lot of collars and leashes and whatnot. And over the last month or so, we've, we've had a lot of inquiries about specialty harnesses, uh, especially for children that are used in autism dogs. Um, they need something that, that the child can hold on to, like a handle, but they also need some kind of pouch and, and pocket uh, so they can store things and that sort of thing. So we're just in the process. Uh, our first prototype is just about done, and we're hoping to have that on in our store within the next uh, two or three weeks. Wow, that's great. And what do you think is the most popular product for service dogs on your site? I, I think the, the vest and certainly the embroidered patches uh, seem to be our number one seller. Um, we've got together, we've, we have a, a fabulous uh, manufacturer out of Missouri. Um, basically, I'll send him an idea um, just by email and, uh, you know, this is what I want. He comes back with a prototype and we take it from there. My uh, nine-year-old daughter, she has taken such an interest in the business. She, in fact, has sat down with me on a numerous occasions and come up with various designs on the uh, embroidered patches. So it's uh, a real family affair. It sounds like it. So what are you thinking? I mean, it sounds like you've really grown the business. What are your future plans? Uh, well, we're hoping eventually to have... Um, a brick and mortar store. Uh, we live a little bit north of Niagara Falls. Um, there's more and more service dogs in the Niagara Peninsula now. Um, there are also a number of um, retail stores that uh, have pet related items in there as well. So there is a lot of competition. Uh, we are now looking at expanding. Uh, we're starting uh, to get inquiries from the United Kingdom Australia, New Zealand, and uh, Italy. So wow. we're hoping to really move out and expand uh, right across uh, pretty well around the world. Wow. Well, it sounds like you're doing that. That's so exciting. Well, we're going to have to take a quick commercial break, but we hope you'll come back and join us as we continue talking with Wayne Tuttle. Because um, when we come back, I have a couple of questions for Wayne about access laws in Canada, which is something that he and I enjoy talking about, about that and how it compares to the ADA. So please come right back after these messages from our sponsors. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Greetings, human. What planet 
Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. From Paris, New York, and around the globe, get ready for the hip, the trendy, the uber cool where pets rule. If you've got a passion for pet fashion and a flair for animal wear, this is the ultimate place to take a peek at what's chic in the world of designer pet fashion and cool new pet products. On the Pet Set with our fashion diva, Queen Dog Lady. The Pet Set, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs at Pet Life Radio. We're talking today with Wayne Tuttle about his experiences with his online stores, specifically for service dogs. And we now want to, I, I really want to ask you, Wayne, about something that you and I have talked about, which are the access laws in Canada and the difference in the access laws versus the ADA in the United States. Can you tell our listeners how they compare, how the access laws in Canada compare to the ADA? Yeah, actually, uh, the, the, the big difference uh, between our laws and, and the ADA in the United States uh, my understanding, the way it works in the United States, is that the the federal government has um, the how would I explain the the, the powers to override uh, state laws or or city laws. Uh, am I correct in in saying that? Yes, that's the that's the idea. <laughs> uh, in Canada, that we have uh, each province um, has its own. Um, access laws. Unfortunately, the Canadian government, the federal government, has no powers uh, to override any of the uh, provincial laws. Um, in most cases, the provincial laws have the the original law was put out. It's called the Blind Persons Act. So basically, that only uh, protects people with guide dogs. Um, service dog laws are, are few and far between. Uh, it was only January this past year uh, that Alberta, uh, they adopted a new service dog law, and uh, British Columbia also has a service dog law. I, I was going to say, I took my service dog to British Columbia, but are you saying, Wayne, then, that in all the other areas, service dogs are not allowed? Well, I wouldn't say that they're not allowed. They they do have some form of perf- protection, which is under the Human Rights Act. 
Um, it is very, very vague. Um, so it's nowhere near the ADA. Um, mm-hmm. in, in fact, I'm in the process right now of lobbying the, the uh, Ontario government. Um, I've been working with other organizations uh, since 1990. We've gone through three readings uh, to adopt the, the service dog law for Ontario. And every time the government changes, we have to start all over again. In fact, I'll be meeting with uh, one of our member of parliaments and, uh, in fact, my own uh, guide dog trainer who now has his own organization, uh, Autism Dog Services, and uh, both of us are going to get together with the member of the parliament. And he's assured us that uh, he's going to champion our cause and uh, readdress it to the federal government. Um, we have attempted to modify the Blind Persons Act to include service dogs, but unfortunately, um, the people who originated the Blind Persons Act did not want to modify that, that existing law. They wanted to have a separate law from service dogs. So basically, we're starting from scratch. Uh, we're looking at the Alberta uh, legislation, which just passed, like I said, in January. Uh, we're also going to look at the ADA and take some of the, the aspects of the ADA and hopefully implement it uh, into the Ontario law as well. Wow, well, that's so frustrating to have been working on that since 1990 and to still, it's almost as if you're still at the same point that you were when you started. That's really frustrating, but I'm so glad that you're championing that because that's the only way that it's going to change is when people like us keep saying, but wait a minute, you know, I have a human right to have my service animal with me and I need access. They need to be with me all the time. I know even in the United States, you know, the ADA is wonderful. But I still have issues with access, and it's always when I least expect it that I'll go into a store or into a new restaurant or when I'm traveling to another city and I'm encountered by someone who tries to deny me access with my service dog. So again, it's like, you know, starting that whole process again of education and explaining you know, what, what a service dog is. And I, I carry the law with me all the time so yeah. that I have that and I can just share it with, with them. But even that still doesn't work. Yeah, I, th- I think that that's the biggest complaint that uh, anyone who works with a service dog, um, I think it's education, uh, the lack thereof. Uh, yes. It's, it's hard to believe in the year 2009 there are still people in our community, in our, in our states, in our provinces who have no idea that there are service dogs out in our community and there are reasons why they're coming into their little variety store and places like that. There's another thing that it, I'd like to also address that um, eventually I'd like to take it to the federal government that anytime uh, people come into Canada and they want to immigrate into Canada, that they should take some uh, minor course uh, or or seminar just to explain to them that when you're in Canada, there are service dogs. So if you decide that you want to start uh, your own variety store or dollar store or wherever, um, you have to understand that eventually one day there may be a service dog that will come in uh, to your your facility. not to get sidetracked, I just wanted to, to back up a bit with the, the uh, legislation that was passed in Alberta. 
I just read today that there are approximately 150 guide dogs in Alberta, and there are 100 service dogs. Wow. And they have passed the law with that amount. So to me, there's no reason why other provinces or even in, in your particular case in the United States, there are some states that don't even have a law in place, even though they are protected under the ADA. Yeah. One of the big issues that, that I hear about in the United States are puppies and training. And if the laws, you know, each state has a different law that covers puppies and training and whether or not they have access. But most of the states, um, to my knowledge, do cover puppies and training. I mean, there are some that I believe still that don't. So don't quote me on that completely, but I know that that's always been an issue. The service dog recipients definitely have access, but it's the puppies and training. How many programs are there in Canada that train guide dogs or service dogs? I can't, off the top of my head, I can't remember all of them, but there seems to be more and more organizations um, that are starting to train service dogs, whether they be guide dogs, uh, uh, dogs for, for children with autism, that sort of thing. Um, just off the top of my head, I think there's about six or eight of them in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, there could be there could be more now. Um, the only thing that uh, we're finding that more and more people are are looking towards other avenues as far as uh, receiving a service dog. Um, right. Some people, unfortunately, they'll they'll go to a website and they'll they'll look at the website and they'll say, hmm. $7,500 for uh, a dog, I really can't afford that. Well, without even picking up the telephone or sending an email, they automatically assume that the $7,500 is coming out of their own pocket, where some organizations will donate these dogs per gratis, uh, whereas other organizations will ask that you assist in fundraising to cover the cost. Um, I know some organizations are as low as as $5,000, and I've seen them as much as $30,000. Yeah, and that's the same way it is. There's some, I always tell people when they ask me, how do I get a service dog? I tell them it's like any other major purchase in your life. You need to be a good consumer, and you need to research it and see what agencies what their policies are, what their prices are, what their commitment is to you and your dog. You know, it's like anything. Because there are some agencies in the United States that will give you the dog for free. In fact, some of the largest agencies that train service dogs, they provide them for free. And then it's like you said, it's everything from a sliding scale to you participate in the fundraising for other agencies. So it, it is a big a big scale of what's out there. But again, it goes back to what's your disability, what are your needs, and what agency is the best fit for you. So I have to ask you, Wayne, where did you get Cosmo from? What agency? Cosmo came from National Service Dogs originally. Uh, my first guide dog, Pacer, he was uh, from the Fly- our Lions Foundation here, uh, just out- outside of Welland, uh, close to Oakville. Um, but my trainer... Uh, has actually followed me right through, and I'm just about to retire Cosmo, and uh, 
we're looking at uh, raising a puppy ourselves, and uh, my trainer, he's going to be coming back to do the third guide dog, so... Oh, that's great. So that'll be a whole new process. You know, that's a big topic of people training their own service dogs or guide dogs, and that's that's a whole nother area. Oh, so I'll be interested time. to hear how that process goes. You'll have to come back and, and tell us how that process was for you. Yeah, that'll be my pleasure. So tell me, you have a blog too, right, Wayne? Uh, yes, we do. Um, I've written a number of, of articles um, it's really dedicated to working dogs. Uh, you can find it at theservicedoghouse.blogspot.com. Um, I've addressed all kinds of uh, different articles, uh, everything from hearing ear dogs to um, seizure alert dogs. I'm just working on a new article. I uh, recently was introduced to a gentleman who uh, has a, a dog for diabetes. Um, I mean, that's the first I've heard of that. And uh, in fact, this morning I received another call, um, a gentleman who has a Chinese crested uh, dog who is his uh, diabetic dog. So it's uh, quite a, a fascinating uh, thing that, that there are so many different service dogs out there now and uh, we, we try and research and, and put information on our blog to help people. Um, there's, there's different health um, articles that I've, I've written to assist people, um, that sort of thing. Well, it sounds like a great resource for people to check out your blog and to check out your online store websites. And gosh, Wayne, I could sit here and talk to you all day, but unfortunately we're out of time. But I'd like to thank you so much and Cosmo for joining us today. Um, And I really encourage our listeners to check out Wayne's websites, um, which are two tuttles fourpaws.com and servicedoghouse.com and I believe you said the blog is on servicedoghouse.com also Wayne? Yeah we have a link right there uh, it, it says the, uh, the blog the service doghouse uh, all about working dogs and more uh, you can certainly access that uh, through the service doghouse as well Okay, wonderful. And I know, Wayne, the two titles for Paws actually carries our book, Working Like Dogs, so you can check that out on Wayne's website. But we really want to thank you for bringing all of your knowledge and expertise to us today, and you have to promise to come back for us to continue talking about access laws and, and all those things that impact people who have a service dog or people who are just interested in service dogs. So thank you to all of our listeners for being with us today. And thanks to our producers and our sponsors for letting us be with you. And I hope you'll check us out at PetLifeRadio.com. You can click on Working Like Dogs. And also you can email me. Um, The email address is Marcy, M-A-R-C-I-E, at PetLifeRadio.com. So thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to being with you again soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.